0: 7-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, Look at him rumble. (laughs) Welcome back to Utter Punts, an NFL podcast with the stats to back up the blitz. 84% of our game predictions have been bang on for the season so far. At fourth down, we never punt. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No!
1: No! 24 yard attempt. Oh, gets oh, hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all- old-
0: Utter Punts is an NFL podcast made by UK fans of the National Football League. We're with you every single week of the 2022 season. Well, at least three of us are. The producer doesn't bother. Let's ride into this episode off the back of a flawless 5 out of 5 score prediction last week. No pressure for this week. I'm sports journalist and Giants fan Liam Bradford, and I've got two more Utter Punts alongside me. A Vikings fan who likes the Packers quarterback more than his own down in Birmingham. It's Dave Keane.
1: That's just because I've got excellent pace in
0: everything. Yeah. Hello. Uh, By day he flogs motors, by night he plunders the NFL for stats. Alongside me here in Manchester is Ravens man Dan Horton. So this week we're talking Browns, Steelers and Pats. This should be fun, shouldn't it? Yeah, delightful. Coming up, the big game reviews. A look ahead to week seven and a little bit of fantasy, a slice of betting and we select our utter punts of the week. Thanks for being with us. Welcome along, welcome along to this week's podcast. Apologise, everybody, for being 24 hours late. We are very sorry that we are releasing this on a Friday morning rather than a Thursday morning. It was all down to my day job. Uh, It meant that I wasn't around last night. Uh, Instead, I was watching the magnificent Manchester United winning 2-0. So uh, that's the reason that we couldn't record. And um, I think the other thing to point out immediately, gents, is we're producerless again.
2: Do we do we even have one at this point Is would be my question. Tom Brady of um, podcast production just doesn't turn our
1: up. Fault. It is our fault though. We gave him the gambling bug and now he just can't <laughs> stop. He's never come back from Vegas. So he's, he's just, just never just returned. <laughs> I um, I think
0: that essentially what's happened here is he's realised that we do a perfectly good job without him. So he's just going to keep creaming the money off the top um you know all of these millions that we're making from making these podcasts and uh, and he's going to <laughs> run away with it all. he
2: he may have potentially landed us a pretty good guest for a few weeks time mm-hmm. though uh we won't spoil that just yet but he may have just lined us up a decent guest to come on in a few weeks time which would be quite good yeah looking forward to that if it uh if and when it comes off so that should be great um
0: right look before we before we get stuck into everything else let's go through headlines of the week shall we uh, and I think it's probably relevant considering the tone of this podcast, where we do like to sort of butt heads and um, tell people to not mess with one another. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, Mr. Kraft against Mr. Jones, shall we? Who's going to tell this story? Dan, do you want to tell it?
2: Well, yeah, from what, from what I understand. So there was an owner's meeting this week where uh, uh, they weren't talking about sort of uh, protection of the quarterbacks, they were talking about. Um, Roger Cadell's new contract or ability to negotiate a new contract and um the the voting went 31 and 1 the one against was Jerry Jones uh, and apparently in a in a bit of a heated exchange he he shouted at uh, Robert Kraft don't don't f with me <laughs> uh, to which Kraft said what what sorry what did you say went, you know what i meant don't f with me um and he was the only person that voted against it and it it was because there was no it, he said the, the guidelines for the financial reward weren't strict enough or something. Is that is that what he's saying, yeah. Jones? Yeah, so the Who, direct
0: quote is, yeah. um, it's all about the structure of, of Goodell's contract. So he's awarded a bonus based on financial indicators and Jones thinks that the, 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 those financial indicators are too vague and not connected to a strict set of financial goals and metrics with a more rigorous
2: review. This is the guy that gave is he clearly a new contract, yeah? Yep. Okay.
1: Just to clarify that. It is. Yeah. So the the, the thing is, was history here. So last year, he had a shot at Goodall again. And it's been going on. I can't remember which player it was, but basically, Jones felt that someone's suspension was too harsh. And ever since, he has not got along with Roger Goodall. Now, he did get paid $120 million this year. But bearing in mind, he helped to land the Amazon deal. He's... Secured more games abroad, which, you know, are, are actually paid for and get them into a very lucrative market. So, regardless of, of how it's structured or how it's worded, what I would say is this Roger Goodall is the shield of the NFL owners. Anything goes wrong, he takes the blame. Anything goes right, they get the credit. Um, and in my opinion, he, he's a weather vane for, the, he, he's a lightning rod. Of the harm and the, 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 the rebuke that comes his way due to the decisions that he makes, but he's just a front man for the owners. So essentially, he's got one employee, uh, one employer out of thirty-two, who don't want him to be doing the job that he's doing right now, and it's someone he's had a personal beef with for a number of years. Was it was it
2: Ezekiel that jumping into the um Salvation Army tub? Was that the suspension that? It was that a few years ago wasn't it was it that one and he got four it games he got a four game yeah. ban, didn't he and it, it changed the rules for a few weeks on excessive celebrations I think um, I might yeah. be wrong but I think, it, I think it does go back to that Thanksgiving game
1: I think it's related it rings a bell I can't guarantee yeah. that's what it is and, but I'm no. sure someone will tell us if, if we're wrong but yeah it, it was related to a suspension that he felt was overly harsh um, oh, bearing man. in mind Deshaun Watson got 11 games for what he was accused of Jones may have had a point if, if it was that
0: yeah, is this like is it like a protest vote from him? When yeah. you watch thirty one other other owners go, yes, that's absolutely fine. Is that is it just him being a bit of a
1: punt? Yeah, I think it's him not wanting to acknowledge defeat in getting what he wants. I mean, let's face it; he's, he normally gets what he wants. At the moment, he's not getting a Super Bowl. He probably feels like he's got someone. <laughs> To blame in the form of good he's
2: also He's also a, a master at keeping the Cowboys in the headlines, right? So his he's sort of whole propaganda all off season is let's keep the Cowboys at the top of the news feed. And he, he does a great job at that. Um, and this is no different. Quiet Newsweek. And here he is again, Jerry Jones, top of the top of the news. He's
0: already been nominated once for our Utter Punts of the Week. Um, I wonder whether we may see a further nomination a little bit later today. We will find out. Uh, I've got a quote for you, gentlemen. Simpler. Simpler. Simplify some things, says Aaron Rodgers, regarding what the offense needs to do at Green Bay to get back on track. This feels uh, interesting. I mean, before we go any further, he absolutely went on to stress that he wasn't ripping the coaching staff's uh, game plan following their loss to the Jets this week. But it sounds very much like he's ripping the coaching staff's game plan following their loss to the Jets this week, Dan.
2: Um, yeah, uh, although you know the, the offensive coach is now doing a, such a bad job in Denver, you can't think it was his genius that's that, that they're missing. Is he not just digging out the GM and and the the, the sort of the scouts and the the people that have brought in the players around him? Because you know Devontae Adams has gone, and they've got. Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs instead, and there's just nothing really happening there. Dubs has made a few plays, but nothing like Adams is standard. And I think is he is he making a shout out that they haven't drafted a a higher quality enough of draft pick that would understand a playbook and that would pick that playbook up quicker? Um, that's what I think. Um, ultimately, his get out of jail card, Devontae Adams is now in he's now in Vegas, um, and he, I think there was there was image, there was footage of him on Sunday against the Jets, and he's. He's literally screaming at Watson that he's in the wrong place. I mean, he, he he was stood he stopped the play and was screaming at him to say and he, was, he could his man down and get over there. He was literally on the wrong side of the field. Um so I think he's just frustrated and Aaron Rodgers isn't somebody that will be frustrated for long. He will he will take it out on somebody and-
0: Um now we all know that you're a bigger fan of the Green Bay quarterback than you are of your own Dave. So this is your uh, <laughs> this is your opportunity to get stuck in. Go on.
1: I'm not going to get stuck in. I I love it. So, Matt Floor says he doesn't know what simply means. Uh, All of this season (laughs) so far, all of the Vikings players have been talking about how uh, Kevin O'Connell has uh, made the 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 complex simple for them. So, I think this is basically Rodgers getting to the point in his career where he wants to follow in the footsteps of Brett Favre. And he's just letting the Vikings know that should we want to move on from Kirk Cousins, he'd be (laughs) open to to, to making that step. And Can I welcome you it imagine? Other. I I no. love Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I love the prospect of Aaron Rodgers of the Minnesota Vikings. I love you love him because he looks like Liam, though, right? Yeah, 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 of course, mate. Like just because <laughs> he looks like Liam. Um, <laughs> but I also love the prospect of Green Bay Packers fans hearing this and, and hating my guts right now. Oh
2: yeah. Well, it's interesting. That, I mean, at the start of the season. If you remember our sort of preseason picks, we we intimated that the Packers were were going to take a while to get their rhythm and, and, and it may may have given minnesota a chance to get a lead on them and it, it's exactly what's happened that green bay will probably round into form but how far away will the vikings be at that point and will the lead be unassailable will the packers make the playoffs is now a question their odds have, have dropped massively to even qualify for the playoffs next year uh, this year so it's good they have to figure it out quickly very quickly and i'm, I'm not sure they, they're showing much signs of it and they're, they're um, their upcoming schedule gets harder not easier um, because they've just had really their easy part of their schedule and they've made a bit of a mess of it
1: the Packers GM whose name I'm not going to pronounce
2: Gudekunst. Brian, Brian Gudekunst.
1: Uh, yeah. if, if, if I go down that route then I will definitely slip into something else which <laughs> mean that I'll have to do some editing but uh, there's been tension between him and Rogers for a couple of years yeah even if it's not the Vikings the fact that he now seems to be Potentially clashing with his head coach, like the sooner Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, the better. I don't think Love is going to be as good a quarterback. I don't care where Rodgers goes. I I, I like the guy, and I, I kind of want to see him playing for a team, but I don't despise.
0: I uh, fair enough, Dan. You've just mentioned a load of teams sort of stuck in there in the middle of the league, three and three and and worse and who of those is potentially going to make the playoff it's a perfect question for us to finish the headlines on which of those teams currently stuck in the middle of the league on three or uh, three and three or worse are actually going to make it through to the playoffs i can see kino grinning already like ear (laughs) to ear grinning uh, like a proper cheesy in grin
1: go on what have you got kino well like I, I need something to happen like it, it, in order for me to be proven right and I like to be proven right so basically you, that's I, I
0: a, never come yeah. across in any conversation we've ever had that <laughs> you've hidden that really well never,
1: that sounds like an opinion
0: it's um, definitely anybody, an opinion <laughs> a strong one about you <laughs> your big ginger opinionated man uh,
1: yeah um, so so I I need the Panthers to turn it around. Uh, <laughs> which which we, I, I fully acknowledge is not looking the, too likely, right? Now, now. we
0: weren't well. going to bring this up again just yet, but considering you've gone there, I think it's opened
2: the door for us, Dan. He, he did, yeah. The PJ Walker-led Panthers, the mighty the mighty Panthers, coachless. Yeah, yeah. Rudolph's shit. I, I, I
1: like to think that the Baker is basically just taking a little mid-season siesta while he's out injured.
2: They're about to trade <laughs> Christian McCaffrey to the Rams. Well, they've probably. Already, they've already know, lost somebody else, haven't they? Was there not another wide receiver that's that's Rob, gone? Yeah, f- they've disappearing well, this week. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's gone. He, he got kicked off the sidelines, yeah. didn't he, on Sunday? Yeah, and he's yeah. already traded yeah. to the Cardinals. But he was, he was a big Matt Rule man, wasn't he? Anderson. They they played together at Baylor, I think. Um, so he might have just
1: that is possible yeah
2: yeah so I think I think Matt Rule brought him to the Carolina to have the role and then since he's gone I don't think he's been the most settled but um, well, we'll see what we get out of Robbie Anderson but yeah I hope
0: this runs and runs I hope that all of a sudden they go on a bit of a run and give Dave a, a small glimmer a tiny sliver of hope before they then completely cock it up and it disappears away again. Just to watch his hopes rise and then be dashed against the rocks. Yeah, it could be absolutely magnificent. Uh, which of the teams I do love you think. Too, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I was in a spicy mood today. So there's worse coming. Uh, wh- what team do you think, Dan, going to okay. make the playoffs that so losing what?
2: record? There's a team that are currently one and four that I think might be an outside bet to make the playoffs, and it's the Raiders. Um, the Raiders have got. A good run game they've got star players on offense skill positions they've got a good O line uh, they're not very injured they're quite healthy and um, they've got a really good pass rush um, their schedule coming up the Raiders is the Texans at home win uh, on the road at the Saints win at the Jags win home to the Colts win at the Browns win at the Seahawks win via the Chargers loss at the Rams win via the Pats win via the Steelers win at the, ra- at the Chargers again, sorry, and then at the Chiefs, loss and loss. That'd give them 10 and 7. I think you're being generous. That um, they're going to
0: get through Jags and Saints. We'll see. Just, they should be.
2: I think they'll be favourite for those games with with the way they're... They've, Devontae Adams came out, and we're just going back to the simpler comment, and he said that the Josh McDaniels' offence going to the bye week was like learning Mandarin in comparison to what they were used to. Um, so if he's struggling to figure it out and he's I mean I've never met the guy but he's, he seems like a fairly intelligent human being if he's struggling to work it out you've got Darren Waller to come back if Adams gets the grip of this offence they with Josh Jacobs playing the way he is they could cause some real trouble down the stretch for some teams and that's not a hard I don't know what you're saying anyone can win and lose but it's not a it's not a schedule you think oh god they, they got seven or eight games lost they should be favourites in most of those games and at one and four I think they've got a great shout still. I um I had a look Go on Dave.
1: Like Sam wasn't actually just having a guess what the results would be, he was having a look in the twenty twenty two sports almanac.
2: Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my From mate Marty. I've just met my mate Marty yeah. before we it's came over here. Back to the
1: future, That's he goes. Strong, strong, I can give you
2: the now, scores okay. if you want of what it's, they'll it, be. I, it,
0: right? I mean... I, I won the surprise, <laughs> mate. No,
1: no. no.
2: <laughs>
0: I think the beautiful thing is that I've only just realised how much like Biff Tanner you look like, Dave. It's absolutely sensational. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <clears throat> right. I had a look at the odds. It
1: was genius.
0: And, uh, <laughs> and I cross-referenced it with gut feeling. And came out with two names, and they, funnily enough, I've already mentioned, are the Jags and the Saints. Just because I think there's an element of unpredictability about both of them. If I was to pick one, I still think Jacksonville have got enough about them to get themselves out of the hole that they're currently in.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. They've got some talent. My only thing on that would be they've had their chance with tennessee and indianapolis starting slow but the two big are still top of the division and i can only see indianapolis getting better really but i think the afc is wide open after the first two i think chiefs and bills are probably clear i think after that it's a bit of a mire and in the nfc i mean it's all a mire isn't it there's, there's nobody really running away with it so nobody's out of it yet and the, there's some decent prices oh yeah six, six and oh yeah. six and getting better every Bulls. week yeah Who'd have thought that at the start of the season? All of us, yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. Okay,
0: eighty-five um, percent pick rate, boys, and that's staying fairly solid away. We've only got five wrong of all of the games that we've uh, we've taken a look at. So we shall uh, we shall I, keep that I one in our back pockets.
1: We should definitely make that clear because like, yeah, I, I was no. I'm something last week.
0: Liam picked the you Bears
2: know. last week. We've I, not taken any credit
1: yet yet for and this We've regular. already
0: We've already had this discussion <laughs> on the WhatsApp group. I cannot be held accountable for highly paid, professional, elite athletes being unable to catch a ball. Like, if your job is to catch a ball and you can't catch it, that's not my fault.
1: That's your fault for being terrible at your job. If only you knew someone who could have explained to you why Fields looked good against the Vikings and why it probably wouldn't work next week. Yeah. No, it if only you've had fields, two people explaining that the to you.
0: But... Fields is not the issue. It's uh, it's muffed punts and, you know, people being unable to catch a, a they ball were coming bright out bright Oh, I know what I'll well. do. Yeah. I'll just have a wild swipe at it with my arms. Oh, shut up. That, by the way, simply the worst game that I've I've seen NFL-wise, in the last two seasons.
2: Do you not watched the Broncos this year Yeah, Well, no. I mean, they're quite entertaining to watch just
0: because of how terrible Russell Wilson is. I'm finding that endlessly amusing. There was literally no redeeming feature. I tell you what, I'm, I'm even going to go through this game for you in the game reviews, which are coming up next, and I explain it
1: in full, in full, in that roundup. I, I am going to throw something out there which is <laughs> Russell Wilson redeemed himself a little bit for me. I'll explain how. You know, Eli Manning said that the punter should have got Russell Wilson's contract on Monday Night Football. <laughs> Russell Wilson was then asked about this in a press conference and his reply was... Are you talking about Chad Powers on 3-0 against that guy? Which is a reference to the video that Eli did this year where he pretended to be a college player trying out at Penn State. Absolutely. I I, I have to give credit where it's due, mate. Yeah, but equally,
0: every time he does something that is somewhere near reasonable, he then, in his pre-match, gets asked about the potential hamstring problem that he does, turns around and says, no, it's all right, I heal quickly. It must be the Wolverine blood that I've got. No, shut up and get in the bin, you horrible, cringeworthy cretin. It's no. funny that
2: they're all sort of saying that the Broncos have already been in primetime four times, so they can't be in primetime again until the end of November, which means you all give us a break, except we've got them in London in two weeks so we have to watch them again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, there's your headlines for you on Otter Punts. Time to take a look back then at last week, shall we? And what a crazy week again in the NFL. Let's start with the Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears, shall we? The Thursday night late game, it finished Commanders 12, Bears 7. Do you want to know the best thing about this game? When it was over, San Francisco 49ers at Atlanta Falcons, and Marcus Mariota takes the plaudits here as the Falcons put 28 points past the best defense in the NFL. Yes, I am aware how banged up the Niners are, but Mariota found some intestinal fortitude and completed his first 13 passes and threw just one incompletion in the entire game, and that came on the final pass of the match 129 yards passing. 50 yards rushing and an offense that ran by committee. Absolutely brilliant in a 28-14 win. This was a banger. Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. This one felt like a battle for the ages and it turned out to be exactly that. Von Miller showing his appreciation for the quarterback Josh Allen by bear-hugging him outside the visiting locker room after the game. Pundits have been calling the Bills QB1 masterful. I even used air quotes there. He threw for 329 yards in a 24-20 win for the travelling Bills. Mind you, when you've got Stephon Diggs taking 10 catches for 148 yards, gave Davis grabbing a touchdown and Von Miller basically being a defensive menace you've got a chance haven't you here's head coach Sean McDermott on the performance of Von Miller yeah I mean you could feel him uh, whether whether or not he was uh, actually sacking Mahomes he was, he was affecting him um, and then he did get him a couple of times I believe um, so just you could feel him out there the, whole, the entire game so he was phenomenal Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles next, and ladies and gentlemen, the Eagles are 6-0. A 26-17 win against the Cowboys, sealing that record. Again, though, we're focusing on a brilliant quarterback performance, this time for Jalen Hurts, who's getting better with every passing game, pun absolutely intended. 155 yards in the air and two touchdowns. We keep talking about how good the Eagles are on both sides of the ball, and they managed three picks from Cooper Rush to cement the performance and the win. Here's Jalen Hurts. The
1: beautiful part about this football team is, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of how it looks, we stick together. We've shown that throughout this first six-week stint. We just want to continue to grow. It's not going to be easy. Um, It's a climb, and and, uh, the higher you get in that climb, it gets more treacherous. You know, a lot lot to take away from this game, good and
0: bad. And we just want to continue to grow together. Next up, Denver Broncos at LA Chargers, the Monday night football game. And do you know what? I feel sorry for Broncos fans. I really, really do. Another week, another loss. It's three on the bounce now. And I've got a number for you. 296 million. million. That's what Russell Wilson's contract is worth at Denver, and he's been terrible. He's so bad that I'm talking about him and not his opposite number, Josh Herbert, who for the first time in 27 games, by the way, didn't throw a touchdown pass. Sometimes you've got to be reliant on your special teams, and the Chargers have Dustin Hopkins' four field goals to thank for a 19-16 overtime win. fantasy right okay so every week on Otto punts we have a little look at what's going on in fantasy and again the cheesy in grin is out in force from dave keen keen i i am not even sure i want to speak to you about this but i'm going to give you the floor again because that is the kind and generous podcast host that i am i'll,
1: I'll be honest Liam. I, I didn't even pay any attention this week did i win
2: Bell didn't pay any attention either. He still had Jonathan Taylor for the second week running. who didn't play, and he still won. He's not. <clears throat> he's not logged into the app. In fact, I've not looked either
0: yeah. because I thought to myself, "I know who, I know who I'm playing this week. I'm in all sorts of trouble." Yeah, you're in. So pay. I'm just going to go in and take a look at my matchup now. Looking at Dave's face, I've got to say, I'm probably. All right, sign me out. I can't look. What a shame! Um, I'm not saying me. I- I'm I'm guessing you give me a panning, did you, Dave? Yeah, I'll beat you.
1: I've read four players for you. Still beat you. Great, <laughs> superb. <laughs> Liam looks very annoyed right now talking of fashion expression. No, um, it, it's, it's like Aaron Rodgers hard. thinking
2: we should simplify fantasy. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so, if we could
2: so, simplify, that would be in,
1: Hopkins, great. In, in term, terms of actual like fantasy news, isn't Hopkins back this week? So, DeAndre yep, Hopkins
0: is back this is. week.
1: Yeah, so like anyone who had uh, enough sense to bring him in and park him on a reserve, like you know you have got probably one of the top 5 wide receivers in the NFL walking o- back.
0: On that there's think? there's quite a bit of injury news this week because Keenan Allen looks like he's back in for the Chargers, Tua's back for the
2: Dolphins. Um yeah, Kenny uh, Pickett's back for the Steelers definitely. PJ Walker will probably start for the Panthers again. Uh, quarterback Bailey Jacoby Zappi, Myers is back. Yeah, Bailey Zappi, who actually I need to talk about. We, we we'll come to it in the in the Patriots preview, but I'd never heard of him before. Dave brought him up, and what a call that was! Because um, he's had a cracking start. He'll stay he'll stay in, under, under center for the Patriots as well.
0: I've got a really important question to ask you both about Bailey Zappi, but we will wait. We will wait until a little bit later on. Uh, so essentially, fantasy news this week is the same that we say every week, and that's check your check your lists about who's available and who's not there are players coming back this week you could end up in a position where you could bag a steal and steal a march on your fantasy league so just pay attention to what's going on there Uh, Game previews time chaps we haven't got Six games to go through this week, which is quite handy. It's only five, so it means that we can spend a little bit more time on each. Just a reminder um, that we've changed the way that we're doing sort of the betting on utter punts this week. So when we get to the end of every game preview that we do, we're going to come up with a bet for that game. Uh, If we think there is a bet, that is, we'll give you a bet. If we think that it's not worth touching with a barge pole, then we will say exactly that as well don't forget you can stay across everything that we've done uh by heading to the socials that's utter Punch uk on instagram and utter punts pod on uh on twitter before we go any further dan you and i nipped to the pub last week we had a very nice time at a place called the nook and broom in bramall and it's a proper
2: proper nfl pub yeah, and it's rare to find. We I normally have to go into town or something. If you're having a sort of a social event with your fantasy group, you're sort of having to go into Manchester f- from where we are. Um, but the guys there, they, they've, they've sort of really invested in making it a good NFL space. So they made it a bit family friendly. They've got good screens, booths. Um, the guy kitchens in Kitchen's open for the early game. Kitchen's open for the game up to nine o'clock. Um, and the guy in there, although he's a Pats fan will forgive him he's alright um, massive fan of the game and he will give you a free pint if you're wearing an NFL top even so they're trying to get people in um, but it's a cracking space to watch the game isn't it yeah really
0: really good so uh, the deal with the Nook and Broom in Bramwell Village is that if you go in at the weekend on Sunday wearing your NFL merch first pints on them so uh, really good, and that's we're awesome. absolutely yeah. We're delighted to have them on board with the podcast. Um, I, I'm more than happy to sort of say it's Otter Ponce in association with the Nook and Broom because yep. they're really good guys. So uh, there you I'm go. Have if you
1: come north, check it out.
0: I think that's Tra- a very good to idea, see
1: it, mate. Travel to. I think see it. Why not?
0: that's a very good idea. We should all go in wearing our NFL merchandise. And I'll get the first
2: out. round in. First yeah, sheep
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right game previews let's start with the thursday night football game saints at cardinals um are both of these
2: sides now in desperation mode well yeah i mean it's hard work for both of them the, the saints i think will be disappointed because the bucks have started slowly and they haven't taken advantage at all uh, they've just been so injured on offense they can't get the they can't get the full team out and their their defense which was top 10 last year and was heading to be top 5 they were really confident about it it has been nothing short of terrible. I think it's one of the, the, I think it's the bottom five in the league. Um, Their secondary, They obviously they let Marcus Williams go in the off season, let Chauncey Gardner-Johnson go uh, to the Eagles and he had two interceptions on Sunday. Um, So they've weakened, they've taken what was a massive strength and made it a bit of a weakness. That said, um, the Cardinals are under incredible pressure, aren't they? With, you know, Kingsbury must be. Kingsbury, yeah. Yeah, he, he, well, are you, if they hadn't given him that renewal of his contract in the off-season, w- would he now be the coach most likely to be fired? And does it matter? Is he the coach most likely to be fired anyway? It doesn't look like he knows how to run an offence.
1: He's someone who he didn't even have that much college experience. And his record at college wasn't that great. But the, I think they put quite a few points on the board in college. Uh, yeah. do anything with the defence so I think that's how he, he found his way into the NFL I mean, I'm pretty sure he was also the head coach who, who drafted Kyler as well um, he did yeah and they, they both signed new deals in the off season they, they can't really move them on now but I've heard a lot of I know that we have previously claimed that we know more than the Americans, but there are one or two American pundits whose opinions that I trust to have consistently talked about him as a weakness for that team. Uh, shout out to Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network, um, and that I can. I'm now starting to see what they mean. It's it's a very formulaic offense, and he doesn't seem to make adjustments. What I do think will happen is with Hopkins coming back. Uh, and I believe that they were the ones who who traded for Robbie Anderson, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. I can see them actually getting more production simply by the quality of wide receiver they're going to have on the field. Uh, and I think that Hopkins in particular suits Kyler Murray because Kyler will run around for ages. Hopkins will eventually be open or not even open. He'll throw him the ball and he'll catch it, and everything will look better for five to six weeks. Uh, as he would do normally at the start of the season and then they will completely fade and probably not maybe play
0: Um I would at this juncture like to point out that Keno said that he respected the opinions of not that those pundits knew more than he did and it's a very fine distinction but he picked his words very carefully and um, I, I just I that, wanted yeah. I just wanted to point out that he still doesn't respect you America.
2: I am
1: I, um, I want to say <laughs> you
2: know, we say DeAndre Hopkins it, coming back. DeAndre Hopkins coming back. And I get it, you know, he's been a he's been a top, top receiver, but he's over thirty. He's he's missed the first six games for a performance enhancing drug suspension. So you'd have to think that those performance enhancing drugs are now out of his system. Um he's gonna have ring rust and he's going it's gonna take him a few games to to get right. And Marshawn Latin was back for the Saints, I think, this week, and he's been out he's been a one one bright spot in that defence. I think he can cover Hopkins. Um, is Robbie Anderson better than Marquise Hollywood Brown he's well, out he's now out for Brown's six weeks out, yeah. um, AJ Green has, has been absolutely non-existent I think 50 odd yards on 30 odd targets from from him um, there's Zach Ertz and there's maybe a, a bomb to Hopkins the, the Cardinals offence is shattered and we're saying would they move on so quickly after giving Kingsbury a renewal they, they they drafted Josh Rosen in the first round quarterback and then the next year got rid of him and drafted Kyler so they're not scared of making a decision quickly yeah um, I know where I'm leaning and it's not it's not the Cardinals the Cardinals haven't won a home game here's a stat for you since October last year when they beat the Texans to go 7-0 and that was October 2021 since they last won at home wow um, and since then they have been in absolute demise um, and I think this might be a get right game for the Saints interesting um, you mentioned Marshawn Lattimore we'll come to
0: predictions in a second he's having a really good season but he is a one man wrecking crew and the problem is A one-man wrecking crew is not going to win you enough games,
2: is it? You're going to need some help. Well, most teams have more than one receiver, don't they? So if he he can take away number one, they still need some help and support. I'm not sure the Cardinals do at the minute, but yeah, exactly. exactly. And and that's—I think (laughs) that's (laughs) it.
1: Anderson and Hopkins, come on, and Ertz. I mean, like they're not. What what says the wave? I, I mean, say that
2: with some more confidence, Dave. Say that again. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: I've made I've made it pretty clear that I don't rate the Saints. I, I think they've got a lot to prove. I think that that their old coach was a very successful coach, even though I don't even want to say his name. Um, but at the same time, the new head coach was a defensive coordinator who's never been proven, uh, and I just think that they are struggling. And and they'll continue to struggle. I I can't see them getting out of this malaise. I think I think that once the, the main leader's gone, it has a huge impact. And and he chose to move on.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So two things that we need would be uh, a prediction. So we'll do that first. I have a funny feeling to know which way you two are
2: leaning. I'm going to go Saints uh, on the road. That they're, they're underdogs, which is baffling. But I'm going to go Saints.
1: You Kino? I. I don't think he's battling. I'm going to go with
2: cards. Uh, I
0: don't. Th- I think losing Marquise Brown is a big deal. I don't think new traded signing is going to be anywhere near up to speed in terms of their offensive playbook. I think I'm
2: going to go think I'm going to go Saints you can get I mean the Saints are getting three and a half points on the spread which is would be definitely would be my pick because I feel goal might win it anyway
0: right well the prediction is that we've sort of leant towards the Saints but it's a split decision in terms of the bet is that is that what we're thinking or is this
2: one to leave alone this weekend when you've got two bad teams for me you you leave it alone or you go low points I I found a little um, one on bet 365 it's a bet builder which is Saints to win Dalton over 217 yards and he's doing a lot of short passing to Kamara so that might come in and then a Kamara anytime touchdown that's 13 to 2 so small stakes you might get a, ni- a nice comeback there Saints are that's underdogs it's worth saying yeah
1: that's a lovely bet I, th- I think that Kamara based on the fact that Dalton's for quarterback he's going to be the primary threat for the Saints so, yeah. yeah Chris
2: Olav is back I think tonight Chris Olavi is back, back but yeah, he's back. But Landry and uh, Michael Thomas still both out, and Troutman, the tight end, still out. So it's it's a case of uh, who's going to find the big player first. I think. Repeat that bit for us, Dan. Uh, Saints to win. Dalton over two hundred and seventeen yards and Kamara anytime touchdown and that's thirteen to two on Bet three six five.
1: Good stuff. Right, moving swiftly on. Have you switched the sounds for the uh, Cardinals in that bet? Less because no, they're favourites. I'm, I'm just being out there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you did that.
0: that. You did that just to interrupt me, didn't you?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, good. It's getting worse. Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. It's not at all. I'm all right. Cleveland Browns at Baltimore Ravens. This one has run, 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 run written all over it, doesn't it? Keno.
1: Do you ever thought that's what the Browns will be doing? I think the the most. I've mentioned him before. I've got a Browns fan who's a very fr- good friend of mine and he, he is considering not watching games for the rest of the season and that will last until he watches the Browns this weekend and then afterwards goes, he's not <laughs> going to watch games again for the rest <laughs> of the
2: season. I, mean, I know that. It, it,
1: uh, it, uh, it, uh, Baker Mayfield got into the playoffs. Baker Mayfield got discarded and that they seem to be falling apart. it be interesting to see if the Sean Watson can, can, can somehow save him.
2: What a mess. Uh, I don't really want to talk about that Ohio B team. As I will call them, but the Ravens, are, the Ravens are banged up. So that Dobbins hasn't trained all week. Uh, the running back, but Kenyon Drake has done a decent job coming in, but he's not J.K. Dobbins. Um, and Mark Andrews hasn't practiced for the last couple of days, so he might be struggling as well. I think he will play because they need him. Um, but there was a player in the off season called Isaiah Lightly. There's Ravens young drafted, drafted young tight end, and he looked a very good receiving option for them. He might be a sneak for a, for a decent game, but for me, this game's all about Lamar. Um, if, if he wants to be one of the best players in the league I think he is one of the best players in the league this is the sort of game he needs to put on his back and win for the Ravens they, they need a win they're the, they're the first team in NFL history that's by in the first six games had 10 point leads in every one of those first six games and not had a winning record they've been playing really well for massive parts this of, of the season they haven't got the record to prove it they need to start winning games and this is about Lamar and he's the best player on the field they're at home it's on him If he plays well, they'll win. If he doesn't, they'll struggle. Look, Nick Chubb is
0: um, uh, one of the big players, isn't he, in the NFL at the moment. He's one of the players that you turn to in your fantasy team. He's one of those players that you look out for when you're watching the highlights. That being said, that Ravens
2: side held Saquon last week to less than six a run. When, when you're one dimensional against the Ravens, they will they will stop you. If you if you're a running team, they will the first thing they will do is not allow a team to run on them. It's just old fashioned AFC North football. They won't want anyone to run on them, and that's why it will be a sort of struggle game. The, the Browns went away from Chubb last week against the Patriots. Bizarrely, he's their best player. Um, they weren't weren't interested in running him at all. The Browns have really only got a on Mari Cooper, and again we've talked about one good cornerback. We've got Marlon Humphrey he can take he can cover Cooper and then it's what else everyone else can focus on Chubb really because then Joku isn't going to hurt you that much so the, I think the Ravens will keep the Browns quite low and I think it's on Lamar to score the points for the Ravens because there's not much else around him
1: I, I think the key to the game from from, from a Ravens perspective is you're going to need to pressure reset. Uh and if you can then, then you might be he, he, he will not be effective under pressure he's, he's a backup quarterback who's filling yeah. in currently like he has a, a, a good Skill set and at the start of the season, he, he looked pretty effective. But he's a backup and he's starting to get found out as teams basically are now setting their defence up to stop the things that he's good at. Um, and he's not well rounded enough to adjust. The, the Browns are hanging on. <laughs> they've made a rob for their own back. Um, Kevin Stefanski, who was a former Vikings offensive coordinator, um, he seems to be aging quickly. Based on what mm. I've seen, it, it, like seems like a very stressful place at the moment. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that Joe Burrow being at the Bengals does not help uh, in terms of the Ohio rivalry and, and the fact that they seem now settled. And, you know, the, they're hoping that someone who, frankly, doesn't really appear to have had a moral compass in the back is going to come. In the past, is going to come back in and, and and lead them to some kind of redemption in a very very tough division. Um, and even Steelers are the Steelers have shown the outside sign of life still. So yeah, we'll see. I, I, I I think just, it'll the, be a hard fest.
2: It will. It won't be a pretty game at all. Uh, and but the Browns' defense is the second worst in the league. They're, they're awful. They, they can't stop anything. And they still have although Darren. they're in, so. yeah, but well, he's been there all season, and they've not really done anything. Um and if they can if you, Lamar can just run away from him um or they can just use Drake to run into him and just block him enough. I, I just think it's a Lamar game. It needs to be and that's that's what will make the difference.
0: Um Lamar potentially with a point to prove as well after a couple of errors late in the in the Giants game yeah. last week. It could be one of those where he, he snaps back and and, and puts a, a real show on. Uh, prediction wise, which way are we going? Kino, you go first?
1: I've got to go with the Ravens, but I, I can't see a way for, for the Browns, but it would amuse me if I found a way just because I've done a bit. Uh, Dan?
0: Yeah, Ravens. Yeah, I think that's a clean sweep for us. It's Ravens all the way. Uh, so if you were to have a little dabble on this one, where's the value? Uh, I
2: would I would say if it's going to be a Ravens win, it'll be low scoring. Either way, I thought I can't see there being more than... 10 points between these two because the Browns will keep it tight it'll be field goals I think more than anything what's the over and under? uh, 49 which is just wrong that's too high so I would go Ravens win maybe minus 2.5 and and under 49 points probably get you 2-1 to
1: yeah like it
0: Agreed all round, that seems to make sense. Right, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks at the LA Chargers, not the LA Rams, as Dan decided to put in the group a little bit earlier on. I forgot there were two teams in LA, did you, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Right, this is the 25 (laughs) past nine game on a Sunday. Uh, Keenan Allen looks like he's back in the Chargers. Pass first offence is what I'm going to call them. They absolutely love to throw the football, although that's not necessarily been going well quite as well as they would have
2: liked. No, they, they've shot on the game. We, we said a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, that they, when their alignment went out, Slater and, and the centre went out, that they, they've made the game a lot quicker. So Herbert's releasing the ball much quicker, which means Eckler's having good games. And I think he threw the ball 57 times, I think was it, over, over the weekend, and only averaged about four yards a, a, a catch, which isn't just in Herbert at all. Yeah, it's not him at all. But he's had no one really to throw to, and he's had no time. So to keep themselves safe, and to be fair, they've looked very effective in that, in the, in those couple of games. They started to look round into a team that looks like a playoff contender again. Um, so it, it's working for them, but Alan back will make such a difference. I mentioned it in the roundup
0: before, but um, last week was the first time in 27 games that Justin Herbert hadn't thrown a touchdown pass. Yeah. So he 27 out of 28, he finds a way to make it work. It isn't going his way is he still hurt are those ribs still calling, causing him an issue
2: yeah i mean it, it's a fractured fractured cartilage i think was is going to take longer to heal because you can't rest it you can't really sort of do anything to heal it so he's, he'll still be playing with injections he'll be playing with pain and his throwing mechanism will be much harder and that, that might be affecting his accuracy downfield you, you don't know that but his, his accuracy on short to medium throws looks absolutely spot on he's, he's a brilliant quarterback a brilliant player he's got a fantastic mind for the game um, uh, he's the quality in this matchup for sure
1: I, I think they need to get to their bye week and give him a chance to heal they haven't played last week and they're no. playing this week so um, yeah. But they need to get to their bye week and, and get him some time to actually let those ribs recover if he's doing practice with the team which he is I haven't seen him missing practice it, he's not actually giving himself a chance to fully heal and it's a really painful injury. Um, so he will be going in there with, with painkillers. Um, when he throws, you see that he, he, he twists from the hips. That That's how he puts the velocity on the ball. Mm. He, he needs to have his full mobility back, but he somehow seems to be... Out. I mean, he's such an exceptional player because he shouldn't be doing as well as he is with the injury that he's got, but he, like, he just appears to be pretty much determined to do what he needs to do to lead that team and I wish other quarterbacks have the same kind of application
0: The The temptation here is to focus entirely on, on the Chargers because that seems to be where all of the, the talking points are but Seattle do have a little something to offer uh, the one that I picked out was Tariq Woolen who is actually yeah, playing really sure. really well at corner he's having a great season it, is yeah. it enough
2: I mean, if he had a funny nickname, he'd be in the running for Defensive Player of the Year with sauce Gardner, hope, wouldn't he? I hope but his nickname is John. He doesn't walk around Green be. Bay with a cheese hat on after he wins, so he's just not going to be in that running. Um, <laughs> Seattle have got I some really play. good young players. No, they've got some really good young players and on the secondary side, that they've looked really good. Woolen is the leader of that group and he's, he's looked really good. That Their front is on defence isn't very good. They're the third worst defence in the league. That they're, they're not great at causing any sort of pressure on quarterbacks but their backhand is solid, Kenneth Walker now with, with Penny out is taking more of a role in the backfield, he looks exceptional um, and he's made a difference to them controlling the game and you've still got Metcalf, you've still got Lockett and, and, and Gino is doing a job um, So they've got some talented players, Seattle and they're just, they're just not very good
1: G- Gino looks like a starting NFL quarterback and bearing in mind yeah. the games this season, regarded as a and maybe halfway decent backup. It is a, a massive transformation. I really hope a guy gets paid by somebody to go and brief their bridge quarterback after this year. I'm pretty sure that Seattle will attempt to move on to, to a younger prospect coming through. But if he carries on doing what he's doing, they might decide to keep him. Um, and his market rate won't be that high. That would allow them to invest elsewhere within the team and stack it up around him. Uh, there's more than one way to get to a Super Bowl, and I think what they have done with Woolen is picked a player who was widely regarded as a great athlete who was very, very raw and quickly turned him into a centrepiece for their, their defense. It makes yeah. you wonder just how much unfair criticism Pete Carroll was getting over the last couple of years. Maybe it wasn't Dinosaur Pete, maybe the issue was he was having to work everything around his quarterback to make it happen. Um, and we're now seeing that Russell without that little bit of explosive physicality that he used to have just doesn't seem to be able to to it's funny
0: it's funny you say that because that was going to be my follow-up question to what you were saying there and that is if you drop if you drop Russell Wilson back into this Seahawks side I'm not sure he does any better than Geno Smith's currently doing. I think Geno's He, no. well, he did last year. Yeah, in the same team. Geno's yeah. getting just as much out of this side as a first year, you know, starting quarterback that as Russell Wilson's getting. Well, if
2: you if you swap quarterbacks now, you know, take take the name tags away, take we'll take with the history away and what they've done. If you put Geno, the player that has he, as he's playing in Denver behind that line with those wide receivers and that defense, Denver aren't struggling.
0: I agree.
2: Quarterback play is important, you know.
0: Uh,
2: prediction for this one then, Seahawks or Chargers? I just, I don't, I, as much as I'm admiring some of what the Seahawks are doing, I like watching young players come good. I don't think they're very good. Um, my only concern about picking the Chargers is that if this becomes a, a coaching game, that the Chargers will be on the wrong side of it, because I am not convinced by Staley at all, and I, I don't think the Chargers are. Um, and his game management is is just, sometimes he's off the charts, strange. Uh, but I think the Chargers will have too much for Seattle. And I, the minute you put Seattle under that pressure, I, I don't think they stand up. I think Chargers win. And I think it's pretty comfortable.
0: I'm going heart overhead here. And I'm going to go Seattle just because uh, I like DK Metcalf. I like what Gino's doing. I like sort of the vibe around the club. It's a place that I really want to visit. I think I'm going to go Seahawks based on all of that and not based on anything else Dave you've got the deciding vote make it correct
1: uh, awesome I'm going to ask a question what's the points line uh, how many points is Seattle getting? I'm assuming the charges are favourites
2: yeah Seattle getting five and a half so le- less I'd than the Browns
1: go with Seattle
2: Wow, I think I, I, so,
1: ultimately I think there's every chance that Seattle could pull off the upset, but I think they they will keep it close, simply because I think that uh, Herbert is currently playing injured; he's not at full strength, and as you said about his coach, he's a little bit strange, and might well leave leave let the Seahawks back in. So, I,
2: I, I just I think, think that front
1: the
2: Seattle the Seattle front against Eckler is is going to be a problem. I think they could just pick up first downs will here charges that that would be my only that's that's why I've lent the charges but I I think I think Dave's probably got a point that Seattle will keep it close enough and if you can get some points and maybe go under on the total points that that might make more sense from a betting point of view but my, my game I'd, I'd still think the charges will win at home uh so it's a split decision on
0: this one then we can't all decide uh exactly what that's going to be I've gone to Seattle outright Dan's gone charges outright. Kino's gone Seattle, but with the points.
2: I think I'd so, support Seattle with the points. I think I'd go with that.
0: Right. So in terms of a bet, is that what we're is that what we're nailing down? Seattle with the points and under. I'd just go Seattle
2: with the points. So that's probably the bet for the day. But yeah, I think I don't think there'll be many points in this. We're actually looking at this for a bit of a treble as well, which we'll come to later. Cool. Uh, right. Finally,
0: Sunday. Oh, sorry. A penultimately Sunday mm-hmm. late game. Is the Steelers at the Dolphins? Ooh. And look, look, the only, the only talking point to come out of this game is that Tua's back. I, I, Tua's back's what hurt again? Yeah, no, he's, his back's fixed, but he's back in the team ah. briefly until his back's broken again. Three and zero with him in the side, and they're going at nine yards a pass when he's playing. That the Dolphins are a. N- not just a little bit better, they are a much better side with Tua at quarterback.
2: Yeah, and and the Steelers are a much worse side without TJ Watt, and um, that leads massively into their favour for me. Plus, Pittsburgh are shit. <laughs>
1: Fair. So, against the Vikings of the weekend, the Dolphins put up uh, five penalties in their first drive, three penalties in a row, took them out of scoring range to, to a yeah. hunting range. Um I think a lot of that can simply be put down to you changing your quarterbacks in, within game, with different cadences. Tua will be back. If Tua can can get through the game, I expect the, the Dolphins to win comfortably. But I've got this little little feeling he might be coming back a little bit too early.
0: Oh, don't do this to us. Um, mm. look, let's just talk about that that Dolphins front. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a bit of a quiet spell after a blistering start. He picked up triple digits last week. I think it was about 130 yards. Tyreek put up 177 yards last week. And the Penguin and the Cheetah, as they're now being known, um, they're so dangerous. They're so dangerous, Dan.
2: Yeah, and Waddle wasn't fit. So he had had a groin issue for two weeks. So I think after... One of the games, he, and he played well last week. Then he fumbled late on when they were sort of charging up to sort of try and get, tie the game up. And he, and he, he had he, a catch, made a move, and then fumbled the ball, which which cost did them you say massively.
1: Fumbled? No,
2: Harrison Smith took the ball off him. He did. He, he forced the fumble. What would you force the fumble? Okay, still, still a fumble. Um, but I, I think him, I think him and him and Hill both fit with wow. to a uh, the, the Steelers their strength is on their defence TJ Watt's not playing Minka Vince Patrick's not playing Cam Sutton's not playing who is going to keep track with these two in the backfield uh, it, they could absolutely smash the Steelers and I, God, I hope they do love watching that you
0: are a massive fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't you Dan?
2: no the shittsburg Peelers I call them <laughs> unsurprising get out of that
0: uh, fi- I'm going to just move on uh, Pickett or Trubisky
2: yeah, Pickett will play. He's, uh, he's their number one.
0: But Trubisky came in to the game last week and outshone Pickett by a mile.
2: I, I, I think that is Trubisky, right? So I, I think he's a bit of an oligun assault shot to make a soccering term. Okay, so when he starts, he's Superstop. not quite as important in the game, not quite as integrated in the game, can't quite pick the game up. Throw him on with 10 minutes to go and he'll make a difference. So I think when, when, when Mitch has got nothing to lose and he can just go at it, he's good. When he's trying to manage a full game, I don't think he's the same player. For me, this is the perfect combination for them. I would play picket and I would throw Mitch in every now and again if, if when to keep, to keep the game fresh. That's what I would do. I'd, I'd have him as like a relief pitcher.
0: Dave? you it, it can't nod so it's a podcast because... you,
1: you, you <laughs> have no, to speak I get, I get that mate like it, 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 I was just taking a little bit of back by the fact that Dan came up with the exact same metaphor that I was going to use which was a soul scar, which basically means you only need one of us but the the nobody disagrees. we can't both interrupt
2: Liam if that the case I need some help with that
1: that's a good point well made um I think, I think using him in that way almost as a relief hitter uh, as and when if there's an issue with Pickett makes a lot, a lot of sense because it keeps Trubisky's market value higher than it would be if he never gets seen. And yet you're able to develop your younger quarterback while you're coming through. You may be in a position where you're in a really difficult division, so you don't really want to be winning too many games moving forward, but you want to be competitive. So I think it gives Tomlin options. Uh, and I'm interested to see where the Steelers end up in terms of their final record and whether or not maybe they are sliding back up the draft to take one of the top pass rushers that'll be coming out this year
0: I think this might be one of the unanimous picks for today Uh I'm going Dolphins Dan's Dolphins, going Dolphins, yeah uh, Keno you're going
1: yeah I've got to go with Dolphins uh, but with a proviso that if Tua does get injured it would be interesting to see what happens you uh, love Teddy I do love Teddy. I mean, I love Teddy to bits, but he's not going to be practising as a star all week. It's difficult to come in as a relief here. All
0: right, so what we're saying is it's I definitely the Dolphins, finish. but the caveat to that is if Tua doesn't make it out, out of the first quarter, then all bets are off.
2: I think the Dolphins would win this if they had Russell Wilson at quarterback.
0: Whoa. Nope, no, nobody Whoa. nobody's going with that one. You're on your own there, <laughs> son. You're on bad your, your own. Yeah. I don't know what planet you're on or what you've potentially been smoking, but that is
2: absolutely not the answer. From a betting point of view, I've just just looked there that you can get over 22.5 points for the Dolphins at at 10 to 11. So I think they'll score that many against this lot in the first quarter. Yeah, So that, to me, like, makes a lot of sense. Although it is the late, late game. But um, I don't think it'll be a higher scoring game. But I think the Dolphins will score plenty of points.
0: Right, moving on to the Monday night football game. And this one is... Oh, I mean, its it looks great, doesn't it? It looks like an absolute cork of this. What a Monday night football game between the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots. I mean... Liam's Bears. Wow. No, not Liam's Bears. <laughs> Definitely not. I, I, as you heard in the roundup, I... I couldn't even bring myself in the roundup to talk about it. All right, essentially, it, I just couldn't. It was so terrible against the commanders that I've just, I'm really struggling. So I've come up but with you, one big question. But you saw
1: Justin Fields in a documentary. I
0: nice. like Justin Fields <laughs> a lot. There's just <laughs> nothing else. There's just nothing else about the Bears that has any redeeming feature Wear orange i mean it's a bit like dave i like your beard but there's no other part of you that <laughs> redeems that redeems your character um and and same same with your head done i mean it's just it's just how it is uh, the big question that i've got to ask bailey zappi uh right this is the big question is bailey zappi a really cool name or is it a really shit one it's
2: a really cool name if he's good and it's a really shit one if he's not. <laughs> I,
1: I prefer, because I, I got to know about Bailey Zap, uh, Bailey Zap, as I call him, because I only used to read his name when I was d- d- doing research for the draft, having to look at certain videos. Uh, and then I watched the combine and saw this guy who was, wasn't even talked about as a prospect throwing the ball superbly at the combine. He was accurate. He didn't have a lot of velocity, but everything that he threw was accurate. All of the drills, even the wide receiver drills, Bailey Zappi was hitting the mark. And I, I thought he's got something about him. And then Bill Belichick took him in the draft. Um, I still think he's got something about him, but I don't think he's ready yet. I, I want to see Matt Jones come back in eventually. But Bailey Zapp will be a quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, who who is far more successful than where he was picked in the draft would indicate
2: it's well worth saying at this point that it, before we started this we, we talked about sort of some players we were looking forward to and Dave off sort of air did mention Bailey's app to, to all of us and, and it, I, I wasn't I'd heard the name but wasn't sure where he'd come from or what, you know what he was going to do and, and he was absolutely right and his he's sort of form there has, has picked up so well, you know, fair play, Dave. You've sort of picked out an absolute diamond there. Um, I, I don't know if he's improved the pass or if they've just settled down a bit, I think they've just they've gone more to the run. I think Rich Stevenson coming in over Harris has made a big difference. He looks like a serious running back, Stevenson. Um, their line looks more settled, doesn't it? They're not doing anything flash, but their line looks good. They're running the ball well. Their defense has what he does with defences and the defensive backs Belichick is just I mean, the book he writes on training defensive backs will be an absolute bestseller won't it because he's turning them again into a, a, a really good unit and they, I know they've played a bit of a softer part of the schedule but they've looked really good I think they're capable of beating a really bad team I think they'll lose against a really good team um, my tip for this would be it bit be the shortest game of the week
1: Ooh, can that, you hear that Dave? that's a lovely bet go
0: on Dave did you, did you hear that? It sounded like a handbrake being wrenched on and tyres screeching as a vehicle does a 180.
1: Really?
2: Oh, I think they'll beat the Bears. No, no,
0: no. No, no. No, We're going to go all the way back to the beginning of this podcast series. What did you say about the Patriots at the beginning of the season?
2: They were broken. Yeah. And you said they were. were. I didn't (laughs) say they wouldn't fix it. (laughs) Oh, here we go. (laughs) He's wriggling out of it now. (laughs) Well, listen, they're, they're the fourth best team in the AFC East. They're the fourth best team in their own division, so they're not really good, are they? they were not as good as the Jets, they're not as good as the Dolphins, and they're certainly not as good as the Bills.
1: Who was was the cornerback that they let go in the...
2: JC Jackson.
1: JC Jackson went to the Chargers, didn't he? Indeed, and everybody expected him to re-sign him for big money, and they just let him go, and everyone saw Simon Belichick was losing it. The guy was benched the other day by the Chargers for not being good enough.
0: I mean, and, I, are we not in a position now where you just don't question Bill Belichick? Just, uh, he's got enough credit in the bank, hasn't he, for us to go, he must know what he's doing? In many ways, I, but I, mean, I come suppose.
1: On, it, uh, who did
2: he make uh, his defensive uh, coordinator? I mean, <laughs> yeah, and this is the thing, you know, his he's son is defensive coordinator. He's got Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, hasn't he? And they did let Tom Brady go because they wouldn't pay him and he went on the Super Bowl so I don't think he gets everything right um, but I, I, you know, I think Belichick's funny some of his interviews are Class aren't they? Just his one word answers. Yeah. <laughs> was a really I funny, like grumpy old man. The, the highlight, yeah. the Belichick highlight was when we he, he did the they did the COVID draft and they were all via Zoom and he, he had his dog on the camera. Did you see that? And his, his dog was well, sat in the seat with the laptop. Yeah, was he wasn't. even sat yeah, there. No, just, he no, wasn't doing
0: the picks Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Uh, Jacoby Myers looks like he could be back. It's more options for him, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think they'll throw the ball much, or certainly downfield. But he's their biggest target share. So if he's there, at least he's a bit of a blanket for them. Hunter Henry started making some plays for them as well, but again. He seems to have lost a lot of his pace, but he's, he seems to be able to make contested catches. It's about the running game. They will just run all over the Bears, um, and the Bears will try and run all over them. And the clock will tick, 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 and it'll be it'll be over in an hour and a half, I think. Uh,
0: final question: It's a one-word answer that may potentially uh, yield a follow-up question, depending on your one-word answer. All right, Keno. Is there any way the Bears can compete against the Patriots? Not. That's the, the no was the one word answer. Yeah, uh, Dan. Any way the Pairs can compete against the Patriots? Uh, yeah, of
2: course it is, um, but they won't. You two are rubbish at one word answers, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, NFL really isn't not a one word answer. You can't answer NFL in one <laughs> word. Um, listen, friend. you know the the saying is any given Sunday, right? So on any any given Sunday, any team can beat anybody. But all all we all we say is our opinion is that the Patriots are a much better team. And they're at home. The, the, their strength is where the Bears' weakness is, and the Bears are really weak stopping the run, and the Patriots are really strong at it, and it, it just they just can't stop them. So,
0: okay, uh, I think I don't even think we need to do the predictions, do we? We all go Patriots. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
2: Patriots all round the bet, Dan. Um, sh- if you could get a bet on shortest game of the week, this would be where I would go for sure. Um, I don't think there'll be many points. I think the the Patriots will run up um, and probably then. Cap it and off. So I would go. Patriots win minus seven, and I would go under for forty-five points. I think this has got sort of twenty-six-three written all over it. Any further advances, Dave?
1: No, we, I mean we, I think we discussed this game earlier, but, and uh, yeah, I'm largely in agreement.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> So the treble for this week which is an extra bet that we chuck in which is only based on the Sky Games we come up with a treble bet that we can give to you that might give you a little bit of cash in your back pocket for for beer money over the course of the week. Uh,
2: which way are we thinking, boys? What have you gone with? So we've looked at it and we're going to sort of leave up to you guys to sort of slide a bit. I got some feedback from the week, which and really positive feedback. So even though our bet was wrong, we, the, the Bills game didn't get 51 points, three red zone turnovers. We won't go there. Um, What one guy messaged me and said he couldn't get that bet with his company, so he ended up backing both teams to score twenty points, and his bet came in. So he sent a thing saying thank you for sort of Falcons and Eagles and what have you. So that was really good. So um, we're going to sort of go the same way. So in in the Ravens game, we've just gone the Ravens to win minus three point five because we think that's we we think they should win that game. Mm -hmm. The other two we've gone under points. So in the in the Chargers Seattle game we've set the line at 49 and a half so under 50 points which is 10 to 11 you can slide that up to under 54 if you want if you want to make it safer um, if you want to make it lower more risk you can but we think 49.5 is a pretty decent number I think we both see it about the same Dave and I and in the final game the Steelers Dolphins game we've gone under 48 and a half again you can slide that up to 53 slide it down to 45 but we think 48 and a half is a decent number that, that 10 pound on that pays 57 pound uh, 47 pound so we're going to go with that um, and hopefully just get one of these to land at some point. But quite. My, my advice would be to slide it to where you're comfortable. Um, get as much protection if, as you want, if you want to do that. But just, just let's let's just let it ride.
0: I quite like that, Dave. Yeah. The, the ability to, to sort of change your level of risk on the treble that we're putting on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just
1: one of those where what we don't want to do is... Cause, Obviously when they're looking to set the lines and bookmakers are setting it on or on about the line that they think is most likely um, and there's various degrees of risk that you can take with it but it all depends on your appetite for it and other people will have much stronger opinions on, on these games than we do and might go even harder than that but for me we've we tried to de-risk the bet as much as possible and hopefully it, it, we can start to get some of these over the life people beautiful
0: stuff at Punts UK on Instagram if you want to stay across all of those at Punts pod on Twitter and don't forget to search us on YouTube if you can share with a friend if you're listening to this and you know somebody that likes the NFL just point them in our direction and um, even if you know somebody that's just trying to get into the NFL and maybe we can just sort of help ease them in and uh, and give them a little bit of context around some of the games uh, it would be absolutely fantastic and don't forget if you're in and around the greater Manchester area and you fancy a free pint to watch one of the games on Sunday get yourself down to the Nook and Broom N-double-O-K and Broom as in the thing you sweep with uh, in Bramall Village and they'll give you your first pint free if you're wearing NFL merchandise oh there we go it's the two minute warning it means utter punts of the week nominations boys and girls who would like to go
1: first I have previously defended this man on the podcast but just because of what he's been up to this week and the fact that he doesn't seem to be able to let any, anything lie I'm going to go with Mr Jerry Jones as the punt of the week uh, and quite frankly I hope you sort it out Jerry because we like it and we, we want you to invite us to the stadium so we can get a tour Or
0: just chuck a million quid our way so we can make this for the rest of uh, the rest of eternity that would be really lovely. Sponsorship opportunities are available for those that us. would like to get in touch that is your second nomination of the season though, Jerry Jones, so you might be in a, a spot of bother. Dan, who are you going with? Tom Brady. Bear
2: with me. 21 years he's been in the league and he's been the most intense, passionate, driven player. Made himself the greatest player that's ever played the game. On Sunday, he's screaming at his young, inexperienced, inadequate offensive line. And I wish one of them had just turned around to him and gone, hang on a minute, Tom. You didn't make it to the walkthroughs on Saturday because you went to your old boss's wedding and we were all trying to work out without you you Utter Punt. Help your team, make them better. You're better than that. If you're going to come back and put your life, at your social life at risk and your wife at risk and all those things, at least make the effort and turn up for training. Now, um,
0: I'm not going to say anything. I have written down in front of me my nomination for the Utter Punt of the week. I'm going to get Dan to read it for you it's on the screen in front of you. What does it say? <laughs>
2: Tom Brady misses the game walkthrough because he was at a wedding and turns up on a private jet on the day of the game. Is the Vux version of Cristiano Ronaldo. Turns up when he likes, bit like our producer. I wouldn't have gone there, Bell, just, you know, for the for the edit. I wouldn't have gone there. I, I, I think you're great. I love you, bye.
0: I mean, he turns up when he likes, bit like our producer. He's missed the last three. I, I, I don't think there's any excuse for that. I, I think... I, I don't care if there's a I, wedding
1: I, I can, I can, or not. I can justify it. I can like, justify it. Tom Brady is a man who, as Dan said, was the most competitive person in the league for 21 years. And then this offseason season he was going to retire. Adam Schefter beat him to put in the tweet out there. And out of spite, Tom Brady came back, but he didn't really want to. And he's cashing it in. Cashing it in. I, so I mean, wow. Well, he's just getting him over the hump.
0: Double double nomination for Tom Brady
2: otterist puntiest
0: Uh, chaps it's been an absolute pleasure as always apologies that we were 24 hours late we will be back on time as of next week on Utter Punt. So expect it to drop in your podcast feed uh, late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning as of next week. But uh, hopefully we've given you enough info there to wet your whistle ahead of a big NFL weekend. Uh, Dan, thank you very much. Thank you. Dave, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. We will catch you next week.